Welcome to the XYZ Podcast. Haven't seen y'all in a while. <laughs> Woo! We're back, baby. Yeah. We're the podcast where we talk about art in the creative process. Is that what we say? <laughs> Entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> Entertainment is Entertainment art. Entertainment is a form of art. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm the Z. I'm Zach. I'm Eco. I'm the Y. Okay. Our X Factor is going to be the, uh, I guess... The life and times of Henry V. Yeah, uh, as seen through uh, the uh, Hollow Crown series, specifically Henry V. Yep. And the new Netflix film, The, the King, King, by David Michaud, I think his name is? Michaud. I don't know. Michaud? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they, French people tend to not pronounce the last uh, consonants. Yeah, no, that is true. Uh, I should know yeah. that. I took three or four years of French. I yeah. uh, wasn't good at it. Uh, but we are going to talk about the French a little later. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so funny. It's, it's so interesting. So, are we? <laughs> oh, we definitely are. Ooh. Oh, we definitely are. So Ooh, Specifically, one French person uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is who I'm going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, and by one French person, I mean one actor playing a French person. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to talk about that because it ties into some other stuff, too. Oh, I'm so, excited. It, it also ties yeah. into some other stuff for yeah, me, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, okay, so... Uh, let's just catch up on, you know, general happenings. Yeah, man. So my, my, you know, you know, as I said, my old uh, iMac hard drive finally failed. Oh, no. So I'm on a MacBook Pro. This is not on that, but, you know, not being recorded on that, but maybe it may eventually be. Doesn't yeah. really matter, but, you know, that's kind of life that's happened since... Well, uh, life is going through computers. Life is going uh, through computers. That is modern life is, you know, you... Each era is marked by... The computer you were using. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Uh, or perhaps the Marvel movies you've seen. Mm. Segway. Ba, oh, ba, are we segueing into... Ooh. Unless you have something else you want to like... No. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, just real quickly, something that I'm Wait, sure most people are sick of hearing about. I was like, what is this? Sorry. We're back! We're back! <laughs> uh, we had we... some minor, perhaps, technical difficulties, but... Yeah, we're back. I think we figured it out. We figured it out. Yeah. You figured it out yeah. specifically. Yeah. I just yeah. stood here, looked at my phone a little. Yeah. Uh, so we were just about to discuss. Uh, the, we were about to discuss the whole Martin Scorsese Marvel thing. Yeah. And I'm sure. I don't know. At this point, it's kind of just exhausting to read about on the internet. It's just like uh, tiresome. And but I, at I, the same time, I yeah. think it's interesting to discuss. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally haven't read any of the commentary, like yeah. other than the actual. The only thing I've read is the last thing that. Scorsese actually posted his like full reply explanation. Yeah, his New York Times opinion piece because that's yeah. how big this got. And if anything, I think part of it was he wanted to reinvigorate that conversation for because he has a movie coming out. Yeah, oh, of course, The Irishman. Uh, I may have bought a ticket for it today oh. for that three and a half hour long movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's a long fucking movie. That man. is, yeah, uh, might be that's the longest Godfather movie too, right? Yeah. Huh? That's like Godfather Tooling. I guess I've never I've never seen The Godfather two. What? I've only seen The Godfather one. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know. eventually you'll have to, but yeah. Look, eventually. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, so Scorsese. 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 And uh, Marty. And just you know, as a preface, all both of us are fans of the MCU. Yeah, yeah. but also as a also, preference. Also, we are fans of Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese's work too. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I agree with him. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I, I see. I know. I see the. I mean, just yeah. Elaborate. I, I see your argument. But yeah, I uh, it's. I don't know. Uh, I've I've been trying like the past few months, especially. I've been seeing a lot more movies in theaters because yeah. Uh, I just gotten the ability again, uh, and it's like kind of been. Uh, I've been seeing a lot more movies in general, and it's. Uh, 
I don't know. Movies are great. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Martin Scorsese. Uh, I think the, um, but, uh, I like the Marvel movies. They are cool. Uh, I think the trend they've caused in cinema has been overall more detrimental than good. Like, I like the Marvel movies. Right. But Um, but you could have done without Hollywood learning all the wrong lessons as they always do. I think Hollywood learns the wrong lessons, but also, you know, even though I do like the Marvel movies, I do go into theaters and sometimes it's just the same experience and it's, you know, like even, even ones that are good, a lot of times it does feel like, oh, this is still similar to other ones. It's not doing anything new for the medium. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I don't know, like Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, they were great. They, they were fun times at the theater. And then I didn't think about them much. Uh, yeah, like yeah, I think about them in the scope of, I like, superheroes and i like i like to see them visualized yeah but they were not that much beyond that right i mean for me maybe for me dr strange specifically the visuals were really cool i think it was but But i I think they were cool but i think they were in in some way like he's not wrong it's a it is a theme park but also a theme park's fucking great yeah i love theme parks yeah and like i i see like i mean so one of those comments is like it uh like kind of the risk taking has been taken out of of movies mm-hmm. right and I, I agree with that and like a spe- specific the weird thing is that kind of like it's half right for the MCU right because obviously when they started up it was like I, I didn't realize this but Iron Man was like a B character like yeah, yeah. Uh, Iron Man for I mean I wouldn't I feel like a lot of people almost over-exaggerate how unimportant they were. Yeah, they're not, like, people who are household names. Right, they're not Spider-Man. You know, we're we're talking, yeah. Ba- back then, household names for, like, Marvel, you, you'd probably be talking about Hulk, Wolverine, Spider-Man, the X-Men. Yep. Maybe Fantastic Four, but at that point, especially with that movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Fantastic Four was kind of passe. It still is. Yeah. Uh, though, uh, Fantastic Four forever. Eventually, one day, we'll get a good fucking Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait and everyone will finally understand why they're good, but maybe they're not good in the movie medium. That's the thing I like about superheroes is they do work in the comic medium a little bit better for me right. than yeah. they do in a film medium. Uh, but, but, yeah. uh, but they did kind of take a risk because there is a character who's not a household name in the way right, that right. other characters, other superheroes who have had movies have been Iron Man in right. the sense of a character having a movie is a bit of a B-lister. Yeah, um, yeah. But on the other hand, the thing that's true is that it was like, I mean, okay, so, okay, risk-wise, yes, Iron Man is the character, and then I guess RDJ as as the lead for that, mm-hmm. and kind of this, like, having John Favreau write it as, like, a comedian, right, basically? That's basically what he's kind of known for at that point is, like, comedy I mean, movies, right? Let's see. What did he at that point? At that yeah. point, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, uh, does this really work or not? So on the other hand, the what's not risky about it is it is a superhero movie, yeah. which by that time it's it's an established genre. Like it is in like as these Marvel movies are going on, they're all for the most part shot very similarly. Yeah. They have a very similar look, and that's good for creating a cohesive universe. Yeah. But it's also just a little boring to see sometimes. Yeah. Uh, not boring. Like, it's familiar. Um, I mean, so you get I mean, you get your excitement and everything through another dimension rather than, let's say, you know, as you say, cinematography and, like, yeah. visual aesthetic of it. Um, and, and a lot of it is – and I think this is what frustrates uh, Martin Scorsese and a lot of other people who aren't yeah. as enthusiastic about the Marvel movies is that um, – 
you know, they often push out other movies. Uh, in the yeah, sense yeah, no, I totally get that. They, yeah, they yeah. flood the market, and and it's not just Marvel movies, but just other franchises in general. Yeah, which have kind of hopped on in a similar way. Um, like they squeeze out the middle. Yeah, and, yeah, and we're lucky enough that we live in a city where we can we we can see both. But yeah, we've got the music box. We can go there. We've got the music box, box but yeah. even you know, AMC River East is yeah. getting movies that you might not get in say. Um, you know, if you just like live in a, a smaller town or a yep. smaller city, um, like I, I'm glad that I live in a city where I was able to go see uh, Parasite or the Lighthouse in theaters, mm-hmm. which I had a much different experience with. Like those were much more of an experience than seeing uh, the Marvel movies. Uh, like, but I, I will say, like Endgame was an experience. That was yeah, like yeah, a whole yeah. fucking cathartic. Uh, thing that you know, yeah. I I I do think like the Marvel movies led up to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, like, like you know, I I, I again, I I see his argument. Like, I understand, and and it's just like the you know, it, it's you know, I, to me, it's not necessarily an attack on you know specifically MCU. It's just that it's the it's the banner for for what he sees as wrong, right? It's the it's yeah. the most uh, visible, most successful version of what he thinks is wrong with the industry and like the what i what he thinks is wrong is like is stuff i kind of agree with but there's an there's an interesting parallel too right which is for me it's like if you look at the history of music right mm-hmm. it's like live music dominated because there was no recording yeah for a while and uh, and live music is very the art of live music even even with say technology is incredibly different from that of recorded music the dynamic range is incredibly different yeah. right it's like it's like many it's like thousands of times different because just because the way we consume um, recorded music is primarily through headphones, yeah. right? which is which is what it is, and that forces a certain uh, style with the mixing and everything, and the way you experience it. And like the parallel to movies would be like watching on your homes in your home theater mm-hmm. with your with your whatever sixty inch, thirty inch, whatever TV size you have. Yeah, and sometimes versus, versus not a big something screen. huge. Yeah, yeah, versus a big screen. Uh, and a lot of times, like I almost feel like. I'd almost rather see these, you know, uh, some of these other movies like, uh, like I saw Midsummer in yeah. theaters this summer yeah. and I'm so, I saw it twice. Yeah. Um, cause once I saw the director's cut and like, that was a movie that I felt like I got a definitively like different experience that I might've gotten if I had seen it just, uh, yeah. in my home. And, and I'll say like Endgame, I'm really fucking glad I saw that movie in theaters. Yeah, dude, That's yeah. an un, like we saw that opening night, yeah. uh, that experience is not, replicable you know right, and that's yeah, a different yeah. thing yeah. but if i had seen say captain marvel, marvel or right, spider-man yeah. far from home yeah, even 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 into the spider-verse which i love mm-hmm. i don't think it would have been that different for me on on the big screen personally um because i mean the beats that made it work for me were, mm-hmm. were really the character beats i mean the visuals were great don't get me wrong yeah but. well for me i don't know uh it's like i can even watch just a toned down drama that takes place in one room and it's a different experience watching it on the big screen yeah. that can be on like like you know uh i don't know i'm glad i saw spider-verse in theaters yeah, yeah. uh i'll say i'm just glad i see any movie in theaters marvel sure. or yeah. indie or whatever sure uh yeah it's just like yeah the scorsese point it's like would we you know it'd be cooler if there were more independent or more like mid-size films yeah that, uh, and especially yeah. you know a franchise that's owned by disney yeah is going to fucking Although, you know, here's an interesting point. Yeah. A, this is not necessarily a counterpoint. This is just, it's just a, it's a funny, it's an irony, which is that Scorsese is his own franchise. 
He kind of is, yeah. Yeah. So uh, like, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so I, we mentioned the Irishman coming yeah, yeah. out. This, which once again, that's a thing where it's lucky we live in Chicago because yeah. most places that's that movie is only accessible through Netflix. Uh, I see. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that movie's so long and like various. They they they. I don't know the whole story. Uh, the person I bought tickets with earlier today uh, was mentioning something about it, but um, uh, there was a huge fight about getting that movie in theaters. Um, and it's not playing everywhere. But my my plan for watching this movie mm-hmm. is, like you said, yeah. Tarantino, uh, not Tarantino, but Tarantino is also a franchise upon himself. Yeah, auteur yeah, yeah, yeah. directors are often they're, franchises. Yeah, they're in, in their right. own sense. But I don't know. They kind of, like, I feel like they have to build from something else. But um, Scorsese, uh, my plan for this week is to try, before I see The Irishman, yeah. to see a bunch of Robert De Niro Scorsese movies. Uh, um, so I'm gonna Casino I, I've never seen dri- Casino Taxi Driver I might not watch Taxi Driver because okay. I have seen it the okay. only one that um, I've seen before that I definitely want to revisit is Goodfellas Goodfellas yeah of course uh, have I talked to you about my feelings about Goodfellas no we can do that yeah I, I mean I, no it's it. like not that important I don't know we, we don't need to like waste too much time on this but, but yeah I mean briefly you can yeah tell what you, what you feel about I, Goodfellas I, so I saw Goodfellas a few years back for yeah. the first time yeah same I've only same. seen it once yeah. uh, I saw Wolf of Wall Street first okay so that's yeah. semi-important because I think structurally um and a bit thematically somewhat similar movies <laughs> casino too uh, look, look i've seen i've seen casino wolf of wall street um uh goodfellas yeah the part of it is slightly different but like there's there's so many there's very scorsese elements he, he has his own style well, yeah like, but i think yeah. very specifically just like goodfellas in in and uh, Wolf of Wall Street have a very have a somewhat similar feeling of like you bad get, guys sort of reveling in being bad. You will uh, definitely get that feeling in Casino. I yeah. guarantee it. It's, uh, that's that's very much the same thing. Here's the issue: I did not like Wolf of Wall Street that much. There yeah. were a few moments that I like. Yeah. I could recognize that it was good, yeah. and there were definitely scenes individually that I was like, "This is this is great. This is great. I'm having a good time." Mm-hmm. But overall, I left the theater and I was just like, "I don't." I don't feel good about that. Uh, <laughs> and then I went and I watched Goodfellas, and I was just like already a little sick to my stomach from Wolf of Wall Street. And then I watched Goodfellas, and I know there are so many people that I'm big fans of. A lot, I have a lot of friends. Goodfellas is like their favorite movie, sure, yeah. you know. And I watched it, and it was fine. And I so I want to revisit it because I'm like maybe I just need to be more present. I know. Big Lebowski is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, first couple times I watched it, I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to revisit Goodfellas. I want to like see how that is. Taxi Driver, I feel like I got on the first run through, right, right. and I liked it. Um, but like, I kind of want to like I want to see Mean Streets. Okay, that's on Netflix. I don't know that one. Actually. That's the first one they did together. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna see Raging Bull because I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Uh, Goodfellas and Casino. Those are like the four main ones yeah, yeah. I want to try and watch. For me, Casino and Goodfellas are very similar in the same way that you know, yeah. Goodfellas and uh, Wolf of Wall Street are. Interesting. Yeah, it's very. They're very similar. The theme and it's got Pesci in it. Pesci and De Niro. Yeah, yeah. Pesci's gonna be in The Irishman. Yeah, uh, I'm psyched for that. Yeah. Uh, coming out of retirement. You know, you know, Pesci had a, apparently a rap music video based on Goodfellas. Wait, I think I actually heard about this. Like, I'm a wise guy. That's wait. I'm wait. a wise guy. Oh I'm a god. wise guy. Ooh. Oh my god. Ooh, that sounds. I didn't see the I, whole thing. I just watched a, a history. I think it was a history buffs 
It was a uh, YouTube channel, History Buffs review of it to also discuss the historical parallels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate how uh, YouTube does that thing. Joe Pesci rap is the third um, suggestion. Yeah. I just want to say, I wrote in Joe Pesci, third suggestion, Joe Pesci rap. rap. Yeah. But uh, fucking YouTube keeps doing that thing where they try and throw the... Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm going to play this real quickly. Not... You got the wrong impression about me. I think in all fairness, I should explain to you exactly what it is that I do. This might get like a movie scene first. Uh, Yeah, maybe we should not play this because of copyright. Yeah, yeah, that was like this might get flagged. We don't want to have an hour episode, you know, taken out because of it. I'll put a link. I'll we'll put a link for sure. We'll put a link. link. Yeah, and and I think we get 17 seconds, and we were talking over part of it. Yeah, Uh, you could hear him rap a little. That was I'm a wise guy. I'm a wise guy. So yeah, um, I my. I, so what I got, so what I heard, just like separate research, because I, I, I kind of went on like a mafia themed like YouTube, mm-hmm. like listening and watching thing, was that um, the opinions were like, okay, so Godfather was how the mafia guys wanted to be seen, yeah. and how, I met, how they imagined themselves, but like Goodfellas is how they actually were. Hmm. And so that was kind of the, you know, that was the sharp break from the previous way, and that's kind of... It is very much a commentary on, I mean, from the beginning, Yeah, it's got that famous opening line of, like, I've always wanted to be a gangster or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's very much in this, uh, it's through the eyes of this guy who just, that's, it, it's through the eyes of a guy who would be a fan of The Godfather and would yeah. be like, oh, I want to, I want to be that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I don't know. I remember Goodfellas. There are moments that I remember like it, like very similar to Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. where I'm like, I can tell this is a good movie. I can tell there are moments that I like. It's just not for me. I'm just not feeling yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but I want to try it again because why not? And I do. I don't know. This almost sounds like I'm disparaging a couple of Martin Scorsese's oh, biggest, most yeah, biggest yeah. movies, but most popular. I don't know. Uh, like I, so for me, I enjoy I enjoy the movies, but they were not like emotionally resonant. Yeah, right. It's not like I can relate to these people so much, you know. Whatever, it, it's fun. Like I enjoy them as movies. I enjoy them as entertainment. It's funny. Like to me, that's actually like those were more like I guess what his view of Marvel movies is. Yeah, it's like I was like they're good entertainment, and I can see the cinematography and all these things that are very cool, and I enjoy the story. I don't find much emotional resonance in it. Whereas, like, if you watch, for me, when I watch, if I watch Iron Man, or if you're talking about, like, I don't know, uh, Endgame, Infinity War, any of these, uh, and I guess, um, what, what ones hit me hard? Uh, Guardians 2. Yeah. You know, some of these movies, you, you watch them and they hit you really hard. And that's, you know, that's one of the ironies. It's like, yeah, I watched some of these Scorsese movies and they were good, but they didn't hit me hard in the same way. So, Do you have a favorite Scorsese movie? Uh, man. I don't, for me, I guess... Oh, probably either Casino or Departed. Okay. Yeah. Departed, I think, is mine. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it occasionally gets some hate, and I somewhat get some of... I, I like, get some of people's criticisms with it. Yeah. Uh, but it's... Have you ever seen Infernal Affairs? I've seen it, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I once saw it. Uh, it's good. Uh, it's very good. Uh, <laughs> they're both good. Uh, they're both great. Uh, I like... There are a couple times where Departed, like, is a little... It's the nail on his head, but it's just a, such a good watch for me. Yeah. I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy 
uh, Mark Wahlberg yelling at somebody and saying, yeah. like, uh, I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. You must be the other guy. Uh, yeah. This great lines, and I and Leo's performance is really good. I Leo's like fucking yeah. great in that movie. Yeah, Leo's great. Matt Damon's in it. Yep. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Vera Farm- introduced yeah. me to Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, I also really like uh, Hugo, which is very different from all his movies. Oh, that's like his kids movie. Interesting. So, I mean, so I guess he does take risks. But the yeah. ironic thing about that, so he, t- he takes risks personally, but from the studio perspective, hiring him to do a movie isn't a risk. Not in the same way, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he is doing this, like his new movie is a movie that's so long that like yeah. people might almost be turned off uh, right. by just, how long Just by the length of yeah. its own. Yeah. It's, uh, I was telling somebody I was going to see earlier today yeah. and she was like, oh, Three and a half hours? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, so uh, that, speaking that, of gangsters, yeah, I think one of the original gangsters. Oh, <laughs> ooh, it, Prince Hal. Okay, okay. Way to, way to, way to kill my segue. But oh, that sorry. is what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you like that segue? <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Would that you joke. would you rate that segue uh, four and five stars? Yeah, four out of five. Okay, solid, cool. Four out of five stars. Uh, notice how I'm not even pumping it to five. I know it's not a five star. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay, so let's talk. Um, let's. So that overall plot of like the yeah. king and generally the he- Henry had. Um, uh, just real quick. Uh, so, today's episode, uh, as we've briefly mentioned, is, is mostly on. Henry uh, V. Henry Life and Times. Life and Times. Life and Times, uh, as seen through Shakespeare and primarily Netflix's The King. Yeah. Um, we, we watched, uh, specifically Hollow Crown episode so you, four. So you did a Henry four part one. You didn't do part two, which is fine. Uh, we, yeah. So if you look back in our archives, we did do Henry four part fourth one, part one, one, the Hollow Crown version. Yeah. I skipped Henry the fourth part, part two, two, which, um, which plot wise, it's perfectly fine to skip. You would, when you come back to it, you'll enjoy it. I think. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of really good acting moments, but plot wise, it's like, whatever. I mean, after watching The King, it seems like it pretty much goes straight from... It doesn't really cover that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, I'll talk uh, about that in a bit. And then, I, I read a quick Wikipedia summary, and the main thing I picked up from part two is just how they did Falstaff dirty. Yeah, right. Uh, right. He just threw Falstaff out of, like, ten-mile radius or whatever. Yep, yeah. Uh, and so, then... Uh, um, you just watch Henry V. Watch Henry V. Yep. Uh, and then there's this new movie on Netflix that came yeah. out. Semi recently, so yeah, the, the general plot of these, so of the three Shakespeare plays in the movie, is uh, Henry the Fourth is king at the start of everything. Yeah, he's uh, he's an usurper. He just uh, usurped Richard the Second, who was found murdered in the Tower. We believe, at least in Shakespeare, he's murdered in the Tower. Okay, um, feels guilty, and uh, and there's rebels because he's a usurper, and there's competing claims. Yeah. And um, so, so specifically, what is it? Northumberland, uh, Northumberland Hotspur, Hotspur, yeah, Hotspur, yeah. Harry Percy Hotspur, and then um, so Hal, Prince Hal, Henry, who becomes Henry V. Yes. Spoilers, you know, uh, for history. Spoilers for history. He is the heir to the throne, but he's a bit of a roustabout, a bit of a yeah. rascal. Uh, a lot of, I believe, a lot of that history is. Somewhat made up by Shakespeare, and, and uh, apparently, no, apparently, actually, it's made up by his contemporaries to discredit the the actual Henry. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, like the the truth in that is that he 
was like away from his father and a bit disconnected from yeah, his father. Sure. Yeah. Um, but um, the the Shakespeare play and then the, the both king. the king also yeah. piggybacks on this is that he's just a bit of a drunk who hangs out in East Chip, which is yeah. like um, you know where all the fucking crazy party poor poor people yeah. who are partying all the time yeah, exactly. hang out yeah. yeah. Sleep uh, still till noon, you know that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his his fat drunken night friend is always waking him up. This guy yeah, Falstaff, Falstaff, who is a Shakespeare creation, but is played by Joel Edgerton yeah. in the King movie. So yeah. that movie, yep, taking some historical liberties. Yep, and also blending. Apparently, it's a. I was just reading this. He apparently Falstaff is a blend of two like real people. Yeah, some guy named Fast, Old Castle, right? And, and Fast Off. Uh, apparently, originally. Uh, the character in the Shakespeare plays, I believe, was named Old Castle. Oh, right. And then he changed the name. Because the actual family didn't like it. Yeah. I think we oh. read, we read the same Wikipedia okay. page. Of, yeah. Probably, Probably, considering the Wikipedia page I read was something along the lines of, I think, it, I mean, I mean, it's the basic ones you're going to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it's just the Wikipedia page for the Shakespeare plays yeah. and the Wikipedia page for Henry V, specifically. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so, okay, so in, during Henry V and later, the latter half of uh, the king, uh, there's they go to war with France. England goes to war with France. Well, first... Um, Assassination attempts. I mean, first actually. they go to war with Hotspur. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, we've already covered that mostly in our Henry the yeah. uh, Fourth episode. But uh, they, they, they go to war with Hotspur. They, and they finish the rebels one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, they finish yeah. the rebels. The Hotspur's dead. Um in the king, uh, Prince Hal's younger brother, who's made the heir apparent by his father. Yeah, dies. Uh, spoilers. Spoilers. But he leads he leads the fight against the rebels. But then Prince Hal comes in. He's like, hey, don't do this. I'm going to do this. And they have a duel. Yep. Uh, Prince Hal uh, then kills uh, Hotspur in one-on-one battle. And there's no battle in that one. But there is a battle in Henry in the Fourth, Part One. Hologrounders. Yes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, then you know some stuff in I think in Harry Four Part Two, the rebels get finished. Okay, um, we'll reveal how exactly, but they get finished. It's different from the way it happens in the King, which is I think Hal makes peace with everybody. Mm-hmm. He just makes peace with everybody, and then um, then they go to war with France for various re- for different, different because reasons. Because France sends them a chest of tennis balls. Yeah, or in in Hollow Crown, a chest full of tennis, tennis balls. balls. Yeah, uh, in the King. A chest full of a tennis ball. A tennis ball, yeah. A, a single tennis, a single ball. tennis ball. And then assassins in the king. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they go to war with France. There's a siege of Harfleur. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. Because <laughs> that's, that's so fun. It's like Ooh. the subversion of expectations is so funny. So the siege of Harfleur and then the battle of Agincourt and then finally the wedding of, uh, of Catherine of Valois. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, France is like, hey, we've got, you're just marrying my daughter. Yeah, uh, that's how we'll make peace. There's also the son in France, the Dauphin. 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 Yeah, Dauphin. Ooh, we're gonna get into the Dauphin. Oh my uh, god! Specifically, the King's version. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's also okay. So there's also the Shakespeare version, which is as um, which is much cut from the Hollow Crown, actually. Which uh, is, which for probably for good reason, but yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, he wasn't a lot in the Hollow Crown, and and in the King, he didn't show up for like an hour and a half, but he was. We'll get into this, but yeah. that was my favorite part in the King oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. The, was uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so he, he def- yeah. 
So I'll talk about my experience watching The King, having seen everything. Yes. Which was, I was, okay, so I watched it and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, how much is this based on Shakespeare? Okay, right? How uh -huh. much is it or is it not? And I'm like, okay, the speech is very normal, very everyday, you know, 2019 speech. It's a definitely an easier watch yeah. in the sense that, like, if you're not, because Shakespeare, you know, you really got to be present. You really have to, like, yeah. uh, I mean, it's still definitely, you know. They're speaking old English or whatever, uh, or not old English, but in a way, you know, in a way that it feels. It's heightened. It's heightened for sure. It's heightened. But it's not. Yes, to the, thank to, you. But it's definitely not, not old English. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I would say it's like heightened 2019 English. Yeah. Right. It, uh, they definitely don't talk like you and I are talking right they, now. They don't call wine sack, for example. No. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, wine means sack. Right. Well, sack means wine. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Uh, I told somebody because they were talking about sack and Henry the Fourth, and I was texting somebody, and I said, "Oh yeah, sack. It means gold." And I forgot it meant wine. wine. You went over this. You yeah. told me that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, back to the king. But yeah. So okay. So I watch it. Okay. I'm like, okay, it's okay. There's Harry Percy. He's angry. Okay. So that must be based on Shakespeare, at least partially. There's Falstaff. Oh, that's an inversion where like where he wakes Hal up. Mm -hmm. Because in the, you know, in, in the, at least in the Hall Crown version, it's like Falstaff is snoring. He's just like, it's like in the middle of the day. Yeah. And like, Hal gives him so much shit for being lazy, basically. But uh, in the Hall of Crown, it's a lot more that, uh, or not the Hall of Crown, sorry, in the, the King. King yeah. Uh, and I think part of it might be a little bit because Joel Edgerton, who plays yeah. Falstaff, uh, co-wrote the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he uh, made his own, made his own character yeah, cooler. a little bit better. Yeah. A little cooler. Yeah. Falstaff is a lot less bumbling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's still like, you know, just like the kind of like dopey looking dude yeah. uh, who's definitely lower class, but he's kind of made to be a little bit more of you know, the hero of the story. Oh, for sure. I will get to that part too. Cause Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, they, that, they very much changed. And I think I kind of prefer some of the changes. Yeah. I enjoy, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the difference. Yeah. Um, I mean, my main issue. So get, getting into Henry, the, the holocron version. Yeah. Uh, but Shakespeare in general, yeah. Henry the fifth, uh, Falstaff just dies off screen. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, we see him on screen for a split second keeling over in the hollow crown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the actual Shakespeare, it's just mentioned, and he yeah. doesn't actually appear. Which, I think he's he's one of Shakespeare's great characters. Yeah. In my opinion. So he deserves better. We know? talk about people as Faust, Faustaffian or whatever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Marvel universe, Cinematic Universe, another character who was, in my opinion, uh, unceremoniously killed. Was he killed? Did they kill Volstag? I don't know who that... Volstag? He's one of Thor's friends. He's Falstaffian. Oh, yeah, Specifically, yeah, 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 yeah. he is Falstaffian. Yes, I know who you're talking yes. about. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's 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 one I, of the Warriors Three. I didn't know his name, but yeah. His yeah. name is Volstagg. Yeah, Volstagg. Okay. Yeah. I I love his character. Yeah, yeah. He oh, was killed uh, in uh, in Ragnarok. Yes. Yeah. In Ragnarok, they just kind of killed the Warriors Three very offhand. Unceremoniously. Very offhand. Yeah. I am not a fan of that. Yeah. But also, they did the same thing in Henry V. Uh, yeah. to Falstaff and uh, that was one of the major differences is yeah. the, and they specifically reference they call it, it they game. call it out and we'll get to that yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I, it's it. one of my favorite moments I'm like I had, I stopped the, the, the movie and I had to write it down I literally stopped because I watched Hollow Crown first yeah. and when he died in Hollow Crown because I didn't know what I was getting into I didn't know any of the plot beats yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the history at all yeah. and so I was watching the Hollow Crown and fucking Falstaff dies and I scream in my little studio apartment uh, just like 
well, why are they killing off the best character in such a dumb way? Yeah. Uh, Shakespeare, what the heck? You're supposed what to be the greatest. Doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I think the, the king the king does more justice to that. Oh, king. yeah, yeah. In that particular sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they make that character less funny, which part yeah. of his charm is that he's funny. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, you know. So, yeah, I, I get to that. I see the inversion. And then, okay, so Percy's angry. I'm like, okay, it's hitting all the Henry the Fourth part one plot beats, but very short. And then, like, we get to the battle, which is different because there's no actual battle. And uh-huh. then they fight one-on-one. I'm like, okay, this is definitely different. This is not like they everybody's slogging it out. And then they just randomly meet and it's fate. And it's, you know, like, I am the Prince of Wales, blah, 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 you know, yeah. speeches. It's a lot less grand. It's, it's a lot less grand. Yeah. And I think it's in a way that it kind of, it makes the moment less glorious. It, yeah. it kind of deglorifies war. Because right after that, he goes into a big old funk about the fact that he killed this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he doesn't... He uh, The king is very much... The through line of the movie is that he is a warrior king, but... Yeah. Um, he doesn't want to be. Doesn't want to be, and he yeah. he wants peace. He hates his father because he has made England constant war. Yeah. Um. Uh. And that's the specific reason in that movie that he yeah. hates in his the king. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw like Hotspur die, I'm like, okay, so that they wrapped up Henry the Fourth Part One in 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That yeah. happened real quick. Real quick. And then okay, so story keeps on going, and uh, Henry the Fourth dies, and then. Um, and then Hal's made king, mm-hmm. and then they take over the bar or whatever, whatever, wherever the hell like Falstaff was sleeping at the time. In this is in the king, and I'm like, okay. Oh, so you this- skipped ahead real quickly there. I feel like I feel uh, like a bunch of things happened. What happened? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. Much. There's like, like, like the all, I mean, all the things with France for the most part, or not all the things, but like uh, we get. Um, First of all, we get the weird William guy, the the the, the Grand Sean Justice Harris. guy, Sh- Sh- uh, Sean, Sean Harris. Harris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who oh, I I kind of just like the way he holds himself. In I like movie. yeah yeah he's, he keeps holding his robe in a funny way. Yeah, uh, I liked his performance. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. We'll get to the end scene with him, which I think yeah, is is interesting. Yeah. Stop the fucking charade! Yeah, um, uh, that's my favorite quote from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Robert Pattinson has some things, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but you know we get into uh, a few different things. Like uh, we have. Um, you know, all these other kingdoms uh, come into his court, present oh, gifts, right. which includes his sister, who's the Queen of Denmark. Yes. Uh, played yes. by Thomas and Mackenzie. That's right. Yeah. So I did miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I, so part of it is just, I, I watched Jojo Rabbit yesterday too, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the king. Yeah. Which Thomas and Mackenzie, who plays his sister in the king, uh, she's a very small part in the king. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Isabella, yeah, but yeah. Uh, if you see Jojo Rabbit, uh, I think she, she's great in it. Okay. She's great. She's a big, she's a much bigger role. Um, but uh, um, she kind of says this thing of like all these other people around you have other agendas, which yes. I think is what spurs him to go after Falstaff, Falstaff especially yeah. after, because it's after the assassination. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, okay. So what I mean is like, no, I didn't, so I didn't really skip that. I just mean like. Um, I mean, it's not that important. I was just. Yeah, like, no, no. I mean like uh, what I mean is to the point where he, the point where he, where he like, um. Where they walk into wherever the Falstaff is sleeping and say, "This is the property of the king now." Yeah, that to me, that point was like, "Oh, now, now Henry the Fourth Part Two is over," and then mm-hmm. I think all the rest of the stuff happened. Where his coronation, his uh, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit disordered, but like to me, that was when it was over. And then it was the coronation, yeah, the party, his uh, conversation with the sister, and then um, the stuff with France. Right, right, which right. is like, mo- which is kind of like the in between Henry the Fourth Part Two and Henry the Fifth. Yeah, yeah, they're a definitely of, there's like I'd say that coronation scene yeah. and the 
There's a little uh, bit of in between, yeah. I'm yeah, sure. uh, I'd say the meat of the movie is Henry V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes sense because Henry V is the one where he's specifically is the hero, the king. Yeah, the king and the hero. Yeah, yeah. And then okay, so Henry the Fourth Part Two. Since, since you haven't, I just watched it. I'll just give a little bit of the plot, which is it's made like seems like not a lot happens in the middle yeah. of it. There's just a lot of people talking about how war is and like. There's a funny scene where like Falstaff goes to recruit some soldiers, but they're all fuck ups or something like that, and he's being devious. I mean, that's you know all the people. Is it like Pistol and all of them? Uh, part I think that's there's some part with Pistol too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, so there's that. Wolf. Yeah, there's there's that, and then uh, and then he you know there's a really good scene in this particular in the Hollow Crown version where it's basically the last time um, uh, Henry Four and Hal talk. And that's a really well acted scene. That's yeah. like worth the whole thing, I think, for to watch that scene. Um, it's a good scene, and then the coronation, and then like them storming in, like the uh, the East Chi people storming in, being like, "How do you know us? Give us money, you know, type of thing." And right? then he just like kicks them out. He's just like, "No, I banish you." Oh, yeah, ten miles. So uh, the, plot wise, not much happens. I yeah. think character wise, it's pretty good, especially now that I rewatched it. But if you're like, I want a plot driven thing that's very plot heavy. It's not, I mean, yeah, they defeat the rebels in their in the way that they do. So that's another thing. I mean, I'm sure, like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. need necessarily something that's plot heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm just saying, you know, like for, for viewers or for listeners who yeah. are looking for that, like, part two is not plot heavy. It does sound interesting, especially with the uh, the conversation between uh, yeah. Hal and his father. Yeah, it's um, which is very quick. Yeah. In the king, yeah, it's so quick and uh, it's very cold. It's very cold in the king. It's very cold because he's like, oh, I don't really want to forgive this guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is another thing his sister asks asks about. Yeah, she's like, hey, you mean, did you at least make peace with him at the end? And right, just, just no. Um, I don't know. So yeah, we're on to the Henry the Fifth part. Like, so there's the interstitial stuff, but there's an assassin in the king. Yeah, which I don't think there was in. That's not part of the Shakespeare. Shakespeare. It's the plot is, but yeah. it's not part of the Hollow Crown version. The the, the plot with Cambridge and uh, oh, yeah. and uh, Gray is part of uh, Henry V. Oh, the two guys who are like, yeah. uh, you have this horrible history, and we don't trust you. Yeah, that plot is part of part of the Shakespeare. Part of the Shakespeare, but, but it's not in the Hollow it's, Crown. Yeah, it's cut okay. from the Hollow Crown. But it does show up in the King. Yep. Um, and then those two guys get hung. Yeah. Uh, and then not guillotine, but you know they have their heads cut off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Oh, they yeah they don't get hung. That that's a really the way they chop the guy's head off in yeah. the King is very like I, it's just coming back to me now. Yeah. It's very visceral. <laughs> it's very visceral, but I also thought that it was very... I was like, it's a very much a special effect. Because oh, it's a very clean cut. It's too clean. Yeah, it's yeah. too clean. Like it, yeah. Visceral I, might not have been the yeah. word I was looking for. Uh, it's very yeah. graphic. Yeah. Very graphic, but it was, to me, it was like very much a special effect. There are definitely yeah. moments in the... Hol- uh, not the Holocron, in the King, yeah. where you can see the special effects. Oh. Uh, when they're on the boats on the way to... And I have, I think both things we watched have yeah. a funny thing with the boats <laughs> yeah. showing because in the hollow crown when they're on the boats on the way to france mm-hmm. uh it just every time they show like a wide shot or show the boats mm-hmm. it's so clear it's just stock footage they got uh-huh. um 
Whereas in The King, it's very clear while they're standing on the boat that behind the boat is a green screen. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so fucking clear. Yeah. And it's like not a, it's not a problem I have with the movie. But it's it's funny. just so jarring. It's, it's funny. funny. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, like the rest of the movie looks most, for the most part, yeah. pretty clean. Uh, also, okay. So another, th- an interesting difference I noticed is since I, I've watched some of these like historical European martial arts channels on YouTube. Yeah. Is that the 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 combat is and the weaponry is much more accurate in the king? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of comparisons in the king, specifically to the Battle of the Bastards episode. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, because there's that moment where I think Falstaff is in the crush in the middle. Yeah, it's the only face that's visible. He looks up and it's an overhead shot. And it's just like that shot yeah. of Jon Snow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's exactly that shot. Um, so. And and and. Game of Thrones, specifically in those battle episodes, they did try to be somewhat, yeah, somewhat, somewhat. period accurate. Somewhat, not all, not, not really, but like the yeah. king is way more because yeah. like you've got you've got the um, you've got all the little the, the war hammers, which are small. They're actually supposed to be small, and so they have the war hammers, the war axes, and you have people getting basically a lot of times where they're killed is like they have the knife shoved through the vision slit. Mm-hmm. Because that's you, the armor is not really penetrable for for the most part with uh, close combat. Yeah. So you have a lot of hacking and a lot of like bashing with the warhammers, and to uh, try and break the try armor. to break yeah. it or like yeah or like penetrate it enough or like dent it enough so that you can actually get something in there or like or with slitted weapons that or like like thin weapons into like where the armor isn't vision slits the join between the neck and the and the shoulder plate the armpit stuff like that. Yeah. So you see a lot of that, which is which I was, you know, fun. it was interesting to see that it was actually more accurate. Uh, my favorite scene mm-hmm. of like violence or action wasn't specifically any of that medieval fighting. Yeah, it was the siege with the trebuchets. Oh yeah, that's great. No, it's that, a great. Scene. It's so fucking great. It's a great scene. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just like kind of a scene where it just kind of it's like a time lapse almost yeah. of these, and it's and you just like see. Dude. The the low the what what would you call the things that they're throwing from the trebuchet? I don't know what they're called. Whatever the payloads, you call them, the payload. Yeah, the payload hitting the castle yeah. is just so satisfying. Yeah. and you just see that it like clearly is happening over a week or two, yeah. or a few days, whatever or, it is. I yeah. don't know. You they can don't, see they time don't, is passing. They don't say what, how long it is. Yeah. yeah, and it kind of makes it feel like because especially he's being reticent to actually do a full on yeah. siege. Yeah. He's just trying to bother them. Yeah, because. Uh, the whole theme of the movie is that he's Pe- a bit of a peacemonger. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. doesn't want war, which I don't know. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is or not. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, it's but it made for an interesting weird. story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this, okay, so but I I, I, I love peak. It's it's like it just like felt like like what a real siege might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um I loved it because it was like I mean this is peak movie trebuchet. <laughs> yeah, this is totally peak movie trebuchet. It's fucking peak trebuchet movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's. I mean, they 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 love those things so much because the, the the way they're rendered, the cinematography and all that is so pretty. And I'm like, this is they yes. like their trebuchets a lot. It's the prettiest part of the movie. Yeah, uh, it just looks. Oh, it looks it, really cool. Yeah, I, like that happened. That part of the movie happened, and I was just yeah. freaking out, yeah. just going, "Oh my god, this is this is fun." Yeah. Uh, why don't we get more trebuchets in movies? Ah, uh, yeah. So okay, so that part. Okay, we're up to that part of the movie. I. It's such a subversion, right? Because it's like, okay, so going into Henry V, mm-hmm. I knew that this, there's the Unto the Breach speech in, in the movie. Yeah. I didn't realize it was his first battle. So mm. so it's like, that's a huge coming of age moment in Henry V because it's like, fuck, what is this? You know, his troops are running from battle. What the fuck do I do? 
And it's like he steps up with one of the one one of the most famous speeches in 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 the canon, right? Yeah, and, uh, maybe the second most famous speech yeah. in that play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so he's which like, just is saying how many speeches are in yeah. fucking Henry V. Yeah, and it's like he's yeah he's and it's like wow that was his first battle and like he's he's doing it he's fucking rallying his troops he's, he gives this great speech yeah and and they win right so. I'm forgetting what happened in the king because that's the part where I was fighting sleep because I had to watch these later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so in the king, they they just come out and surrender. Yeah. No, no battle, no speech, nothing. Nothing. Okay. I remember the version. Yeah. <laughs> which which I was like, dude, to to have to have me like I was like that's a deliberate choice. It's not. It, they didn't like forget that there was under the breach. They were like, no, we're fucking cutting that out. I think uh, something with the king is a. The entire movie, especially having watched Hollow Crown right yeah. before it, yeah. you can feel in the movie that they have this baggage of Shakespeare. They're and, they're always in a dance with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, always and dancing with it, around it, with it, around it, with it, depending yeah. on what they like. Yeah, the, the, they're like, oh, what are things that we can change to make this an interesting viewing? Yeah, and what are things that we want to dig into because yeah. that's something great from yeah. Shakespeare. The tennis ball they have, and then you know the speech in Henry V is like. Uh, your mock has turned these balls into gunstones, right? Yeah. And in the king, he's like, S- fill this with gunstones and send it back. Yeah. Right? Instead of having a messenger. Yeah. Um, um, oh, one... Yeah, and Henry V, right? A lot of this stuff is like... A lot of the scene play and a lot of the 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 rising, the action, the raising the stakes is through the speeches of the messengers. Yeah. Which I really enjoy. The, the messenger character in yeah, yeah. Uh, Hall of Crown, I, Exeter, yeah. I enjoyed him. Yeah. Uh, the French guy I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, Montjoy, Montjoy, uh, Montjoy, but yeah, yeah, Exeter was uh, the guy. He was played Kyburn, Ka- Anton, Anton Lester, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, I liked him a lot too. Yeah, but uh, the messenger scenes, like every time, like there's some messenger scene. It's like it's like oh shit, shit just got real. Well, like something yeah. interesting is yeah. just whenever the enemy messenger walks yeah. into a court, yeah, uh, whoever the king they're talking to, whoever they're talking to, has to suddenly be on. Yeah. You know? yeah, because they have to be intimidating to the yeah. messenger. They yeah. need to be on message yeah. in front of the messenger. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, they they can't you know show any weakness. So yeah. immediately that makes an interesting scene. Yeah, uh, and I love the scene in you know uh, I love almost all the messenger scenes in All the Grand, and I especially love when the messenger comes up and, and uh, Tom Hiddleston as Henry V is just like, hey. Don't, don't come around here anymore. We're just going to keep telling you the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, come no more for ransom. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes back. Yeah, he comes back, yeah. <laughs> he, he disobeys uh, the English king. <laughs> yeah. There's, um... Okay, so... Uh, one little detail that, uh... For a different production that I saw... Yeah. Or I didn't see the whole production. I saw this on YouTube, which was the... The Kenneth Branagh version. Mm, uh, I've heard uh, interesting things yeah. about his... Yeah. His plot... Uh, his movie. So I saw the, um... Basically, there's the... There's the the chorus, yeah, and uh, uh, the chorus on, being played by John Hurt in, in the Hall of Crown. Crown. But in uh, forget the name of the person who played it in the um, in in the Brown version. But yeah. there's uh, the chorus preceding um, the Siege of Harfleur is like is fucking like it gets you in the battle like so well, a lot better than I think the Hall of Crown because the person that narrates it, he's like entertain now. You know, it's like it's like a trailer. It's like a fucking movie trail. The way he, he he talks about it, it's like entertain now, like um, a vision of a siege. Uh, see, you know, see the castle, and uh, it's like imagine that uh, the messenger comes back to Henry. The, you know that uh, the f- king of France gives uh, for him some petty and profitable dukedoms yeah. that the king, the answer likes not, 
And then he's like, you know, he talks about the gunner and it's like, it's very movie trailer and it's very propulsive. And that's a little detail that I really liked about that, watching that on YouTube that was missing from these. That does, um, I don't know. I was hearing in some of my yeah. looking up these movies yeah. that we watched, uh, I was hearing a little bit about both the Laurence Olivier yeah. and the Kenneth Branagh versions yeah. uh, and how they're kind of at odds with each other. Yeah. Uh, in that the Laurence Olivier one came out in 1944. Yeah. Winston Churchill went to Laurence Olivier and he was like, hey, I saw you perform this yeah. and I want you to do a whole movie. Yeah, we're going to invade Normandy. So, uh, we're gonna, yeah. Yeah, we, so that one is very pro-war. Yeah. It's very, you know, um, it lionizes the whole idea of it. And what I've heard of the Kenneth Branagh one, once again, I am speaking out of my yeah. ass. I've seen neither of these. Yeah. Uh, the and Kenneth I, Branagh one is the opposite message. It's okay, very yeah. anti-war from what I've, I've heard. Um, and it, I don't know. I kind of want to do a double feature of those. Yeah. <laughs> those are, yeah. I mean, it's always about like, yeah, Henry V is about war and yeah. like you can, you can either easily take either viewpoint depending on how you cut it, how you edit it, how you deliver the lines, etc. Um, for sure. And so, yeah, but that particular thing was like, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I remember from, um, I've watched basically the two big speeches in those movies. Um, because I was like, I wanted to compare. No, oh, I, I think those are very worthless. Going into either, yeah. uh, what is it, the Once More Into the Breach. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the St. Christmas, Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, preceding that in in the Brana version was that chorus thing, which was like, I was like, this is like fucking great. This yeah. is so this is so epic right now, um, which was missing. But, you know. The John Hurt uh, chorus, I didn't dislike it, but it did feel... Uh, I think I liked it, yeah. Uh, but it didn't. It didn't have that feeling. Uh, like it didn't give you any chills or anything. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. Sort of right. It was just like okay, it felt like a narrator. It's just like a very normal narrator. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so a couple of things that were since we came up to Harfleur, there's the scene of um, in the Hollow Crown of Kate learning English. I love that scene. Yeah, that's actually. I don't know. I I don't know. It's fun. It's cute, right? Yeah. It's so cute. Okay, so here's the thing, right? I saw, I've seen. I couldn't it. fully understand everything because I was yeah. speaking of French, yeah. but at the same time, I was like, with my minimal French, I can follow this enough right. to have fun with it. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. So in in the Hollow Crown, it's adorable. In the um, in the Shakespeare, and I believe this is the intent. I saw I saw a production at Chicago Shakespeare of Henry V. Yes, and that scene is incredibly vulgar. That because, doesn't surprise me because okay, so the so the two the, the two. <laughs> So the two words that that they didn't emphasize, but probably were emphasized for Shakespeare, mm-hmm. are uh, the translations of gown. Okay, so and foot. Mm. So it's fuck and the c word in that version. Oh, uh, yeah, I because so it was being mispronounced. Yeah, and so some of the words I wasn't a hundred percent sure what yeah. they were saying, and I was definitely pretty sure that one of the words they were saying was the c word. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, so and that sounds about right. You, you still got that a little. Like yeah. I could tell there was a little double. Yeah, there was a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be played extremely vulgar, which is what I saw at the uh, at the live one, yeah. where they were just like they basically outright said both words, yeah, and made like and like emphasize them, which was everybody was in stitches because it's just like wait, this is Shakespeare, like yeah. what? So vulgar. Okay, so that it's interesting. We get more of that character of Catherine the. Princess uh, of France, yep. who later on marries Henry V. Uh, we get a much more of her in uh, the Hall of Crown, yeah. and we get her for like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, yet she seems she seems very different. She's Henry very v. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, played by Johnny Depp's daughter, uh, yes. Lily Rose Depp. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay, so okay, so we're up to Harfleur, and then after that, okay, so Dauphin time. Yes, <laughs> Dauphin time. <laughs> so we, so we, for, okay. Dauphin. Let's 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 talk about the Dauphin in in, in a. <laughs> And in the let's in talk the about Hall of Crown first, just to okay. He's like he's just okay. He's like arrogant in the, in the Hall of Crown. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's clear that he's the part of the French family, royal family, that is the one that's antagonizing Henry the yeah, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, and that seems to be uh, the pattern because it's it's always the sons who are antagonizing Prince yeah. Hal yep. slash Henry the Fifth. Because it was Hotspur before, yep. and now it's Dauphin. Right. Um, and you can definitely tell, like, he's maybe, if there's somebody who's the villain, it's Dauphin. Yeah, he's arrogant and cocky. He's like, I desire nothing but odds with England. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, I, I think he's, like, a fun time in that movie. Yeah. I think he's still good Yeah, uh, in the Holocron production. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the king, and then I'll talk about what else I've seen. So go okay. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Robert, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> so much fun with it. He's so chewing fun. the scenery in the best way. Yeah. He's vulgar, he's terrifying, and but he, he's also he's he's sexy. He's got he's, a great staging cuz like the way they stage it with him in the seat and Henry standing up, I was yeah. like that's a power play, man. That's No, like, it's yeah. it's great. Before I saw the one of the things that I saw that made me want to watch this movie is yeah. I saw like 10 seconds of a clip yeah. that's him sitting down and talking yeah. to yeah. Henry V. And honestly, in that clip, because I could barely hear it because I was like on headphones, it kind of sounded like his French accent was bad, but I was okay. kind of into it yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he's a full-on anime villain. Oh, like, dude, he feels yeah. like an anime villain. Yeah, the hair. His yeah. hair yeah. is... Yes. And I mean this like in the best way. Yeah. Because it kind of just makes him... Because like he anime, stands out, he stands yeah. out so much, yeah. Uh, anime villains, like they're, they're flamboyant, they're... Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in a way, they are French kings of this time. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got, like, the fucking hair. He looks great in his, like, armor or whatever. Yeah. Um, he he seems psychopathic. He's also uh, arrogant, so that, that carries arrogant. over from him. He yeah. goes, he, he, like, does the whole thing where he's, like, talking to Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. And he's just like, he's, he's oh, like, your balls must be so big to come to France, your balls. I can't believe how big your balls are. And they're attached to this. And he does this thing with yeah, his hands. Hand. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, Come next to your tiny cock. Oh my God. So good. He's, oh God. Uh, the other day I saw The Lighthouse, uh -huh. which is another, which is the other Robert Pattinson movie that came out this year. Okay, yeah. Uh, and he's also, Robert Pattinson is great. Okay, yeah. He's, uh, I feel like everything he's done that hasn't been Twilight has been Chef's kiss, like okay, he's like yeah. an indie darling now. Yeah. He's he's the next Batman. Okay, yeah. uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the lighthouse is great, and I recommend seeing it. It's a different experience, but I think like he makes the, the king. Yeah, as far yeah. as I'm he's, concerned, he's, he's he's the standout performance acting wise. Oh, for sure, by far. By uh, far. oh my god, he was yeah, so yeah. like. We'll get to we'll get to the end of him yeah, yeah. which is also fucking fantastic I was oh my, oh my god. god can we just talk about it now can we just oh my god yeah no yeah. no no first no, 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 first, no, no. first he like ambushes the kids in the forest oh yeah that's right yeah, which yeah, is yeah. terrifying yeah yeah he's terrifying in that scene yeah, uh, he uh, he murders some young innocent English boys. Yeah, and then he sends home one survivor with the head yeah, of the, the other, other English boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he keeps talking to the English boy. He's like like in a very friendly way, but yeah. it's like threateningly oh, yeah. friendly. There's the menace. Yeah. There's oh my god, way. he's so mad. Ha. Yeah. Oh my god, Robert Pattinson yeah. is just so yeah. good so at this good. movie. <laughs> okay, so so the other thing I've seen the the production in uh 
So these scenes are pretty much cut from the um, from Hollow Crown, and yeah, for good reason because they they're trying to be a little bit more historical in this, or at least like less biased, yeah. But I mean, those scenes, like the scenes that I'm going to refer to, uh, the French scenes in the Hollow Crown, uh, sorry, not in the Hollow Crown, in like Shakespeare that I saw at Chicago Shakespeare, those are like full on English propaganda. Like the, the the French are so douchey, it's and not especially surprising. and especially the, the Dauphin. Yeah, and he's like, and so it's played up in that. It was played up in that production, and that's a carryover from. I was like, that Dauphin is a carryover from what I saw that version of the Dauphin, which is like he's like, but I'm like a hawk, I have wings and I fly. It's, it's like it's fucking awesome. So. The king definitely had some feelings of like yeah. this might be English propaganda, yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. when the Dauphin came on. Yeah. It's just so villainous. Yeah. Uh, 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 I did see an article today. I didn't end up reading it. I just saw the headline. Yeah. It would have been interesting if I had read it and I could have talked about it here. But the article was like something about how uh, the king sort of lionizes a war criminal is, is the way like that's how some french people are describing it okay yeah. uh who i mean, guess are still heard about events from the million 800 years ago which i you know what that's yeah. fire that's yeah, fair yeah, yeah, sure. i'm not gonna uh disparage but you said so as in lionizes henry i think so see yeah. i didn't read the article uh yeah. let me let me quickly google it uh keep talking about yeah the dauphin you've seen another well, i mean it's just it's just that like and actually the funny thing is the other french people the other french actually egg him on and make fun of him more basically they 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 like they um they invite him to make more of a douche of himself in that and it's just like fucking hilarious and I, yeah that's cut from the hollow crown because they didn't want to appear too biased i'm i'm guessing is probably the reason they wanted to like be you know more straight down the middle oh man okay do you want to sure yeah sorry i found the article so the headline is netflix's the king is anti-french nonsense that flatters a war criminal, says director of Agincourt Museum. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the French have long railed against William Shakespeare's take on Henry V's legendary 1415 victory. Of course. Which makes sense. Um, uh, but the bard's poetic license pales into comparison with uh, David Michaud's feature. Um I'm outraged. The image of French is really sullied. The film has Francophobe tendencies. <laughs> Um, the British far right are going to lap this up. It will flatter nationalist egos over there. The nationalist egos at this point in England, like, I feel like France is the least of concerns. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't fully know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's so much. I don't, I don't, I don't totally, I feel like, if anything, England and France in 2019, that's more of a friendly rivalry. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Like, I feel like, like, there are things you much more have to worry about the far right with in England, but yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, English I mean, raping and pillaging was totally overlooked in the King's cold blooded ex- execution of his French prisoners glossed over. Um, no, not, I mean, I don't think so. On the other hand, the film invents a scene in which the French force English boys to murder one of their own before being massacres, massacred. Doesn't they don't force, force the English boys. No, no, no. They, the French specifically kill, kill the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's that scene in the woods we're talking about. And, and it yeah. happens in Shakespeare too. There's the baggage train. Like, there's a baggage train attack. So I don't get why he's like, you know, that one's so much worse. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I like, think it's it's he because this guy is very specifically 
because he's the director, director of the Agincourt yeah, Museum. Yeah, this yeah. is probably the thing that historically he knows the most, but also it's given to us through English lenses most of the time yeah. because of Shakespeare. Yep. Um, so I guess maybe because he has the actual historical context, it is. And the French are villains in this movie. Yeah. And they do really make Henry V this guy who's like, peace, you know, yeah. oh, I love peace, and then, no, mur- massacre all the French prisoners. Right, yeah. Uh, but that, that's because he's he's so angry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the Hall Crown version, so let's see. Let me see. I'm trying to... Th- Man, I, I lost my train of thought. We should Sorry, I interrupted. With no, 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 no. Like, we should just move. Yeah, I don't remember um, what I was going to say. Fall- oh, no, 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 actually. So, yeah, yeah. The Battle of Agincourt. We're at that point now, right? I really... Oh, uh, my favorite part of that is just, like, Falstaff being, like, this is the plan that we should do. Yeah. And it's such, like, a fully formed plan. Yeah. It's it's a historic... It, I think that's very historical. I don't know if it yeah. was as planned, but, like, the mud... The factors of the mud and the longbows were definitely very historical. It was like fun watching them make yeah. the strategy and then yeah. executing that strategy. Yeah. Strategy being, you know, uh, we're going to draw them in into a bunch of mud. Yeah. So everything, so nobody can there, they can't move because they're all fully armored. They're all on horses, horses so they're yeah. stuck in the mud. Yeah. Uh, we'll trick them into thinking we're a much smaller force, but we're also in armors. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll flank them. With people who aren't, who are uh, more, more mobile, inf- infantry yeah. who don't have armor on, and they'll fucking flank them in the mud, yeah. and like you get them while they're stuck in the mud, yeah, yeah, and then Falstaff leads that uh, yeah, yeah. rank of uh, all, all Jon Snow, like yeah, 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 leads the the uh, the 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 fate, right? Yeah, we don't see his death in the movie, right? No, we just I don't find, think so. It's we just, find him, yeah, yeah. Henry you see him fighting Henry and then c- cuts away. Uh, this line I fucking loved. He's like, he says, um, you know, I could die, you know, we're all going to die. I could die here. I could die. I could die over a bottle in East Cheap or I could die here. Yeah. And I, in Shakespeare, he dies in a bottle or, or a with bottle. a bottle in yeah. East Cheap. And he says, I think this one, this makes for the better story. And I'm like, oh my God, call it, calling out the bard. Yeah. Called the fuck out. That was literally my least favorite part of Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, so I do like that they do yeah. give him something, like, give him a glorious death. Yeah, it's a funny, I, I was like, I love that call out. It's yeah. like, you, that was when I was like, you definitely know your source material. It's like, that's a straight up call out. <laughs> uh, I feel like Falstaff in this, like, like, I, like he's a lot less fun overall because yeah. he's a bit more serious. I yeah. feel like he might, uh, have medieval, well, not medieval because it's just something that's always been there, but I feel like he kind of has PTSD. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he's also just like, I don't know, because he's there to be Henry's right man, man. Yeah. He's there to give advice, and then most of his advice is, I don't know, sure, do that. Uh, right. Until the actual until battle. The he's like, yeah. yeah. Then he gets the, the plan that saves him. Uh, and, okay, so to contrast, okay, um, there is no plan in, in the Hollow Crown. Yeah. I mean, they they don't even they might be in the background, but they don't talk about it. And I mean, it's like the the way that the battle ends. He's just like, oh my god, we haven't lost that many this many. It's like ten thousand to twenty five in terms of losses. It, it just feels like, oh, we said this great speech, and that's why we won. Yeah, and it's like he's like, let's thank God for this. Yeah, yeah, and um, and oh, that that's the other subversion is like. And that's another call. And it's like, you expected a speech? And I'm like, yeah, this is where this is. That was exactly when this happened. I was just because I have not like I've heard of the St. Crispin's Day speech. Yeah. Uh, like now that I have seen Henry V, I'm like, oh, yeah, St. Crispin's Day speech. Yeah. I've heard that used and I've heard mm-hmm. things into it. That's the speech where um, 
we band of brothers, we... Yeah, we uh, few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Yeah. What, what else are famous lines from that speech? Oh, my God. I, I used to have, like, so much of it memorized. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, from this day till the ending of the world. Uh, it's like... It's something about, like, everybody Like everybody here will be remembered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, every every year on St. Crispin's Day, yeah. you will tell your grandchildren yeah. about this day yeah. if we survive. Yeah. And, it's, uh, uh, and, and it's, those those bed, those in England now bed shall hold their manhoods cheap. Jesus Christ. Whilst, you know, yeah. You know it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I had never heard it in full. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, like, sitting there, and I was like, I could tell it was something special. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston fucking nailed it. Dude, that, like, that was fucking sublime. Like, I didn't know going into it what was going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, this is sublime. Because also, you know, I, one interpretation I had of that after, like, I saw some of the others, and, like, I was, like, not as blown away by some of them. But, like, his the weight that he gives it, the emotional weight that he gives it. And I'm like... One interpretation of how he came up with that, in my eyes, was like, this is a historical thing that's been passed down through the years, and it's the weight of the words that have followed from that, which is yeah. like Churchill talking about the few in Battle of Britain. It's like, never have so many have uh, owed so much to so few. And so it's it's like, for me, he like when he talks about we, it's like, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers – it like evokes that too. Yeah. So it evokes the whole history of like kind of this like, you know, the the you know, of course still propaganda, but like British heroism over the years. It evokes that whole tradition. And like he gives that the full like the way he does that speech gives the full weight to the entire tradition. So it's not just the speech on its own, it's the whole thing. Yeah. And he's like he's like being moved by his own Britishness, you know, kind of thing, by his his own national history. Which is to me like that. That's what it felt like to me, and that's what made his version of it like fucking sublime. It was so good. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't have much to compare it to. Yeah. I'm sure I've like heard snippets. Yeah, but I was just thrown back. I was like, oh, this is great. This is fucking phenomenal. I'm pumped. Yeah, I want to fight with them. Yeah. Um, and so then we get to the king, where that that moment's about to happen, and I can feel it's about yeah. to happen because the entire movie, there's a part of me that's like. How are they going to handle this moment? Exactly. That's what uh, I felt. That's exactly what I felt. Yeah. Like, like, are they just going to... Because, like, a choice you can make is if you're going to steal anything word from word from Shakespeare, this just, might be the choice. But then, like, th- does that even fit in the movie? Slash, you have to have him do a speech. Yeah. You have to have him do something because that's such an iconic moment. Yeah. Uh, and... So he does a speech, and it's not that speech. I don't think it's necessarily a bad speech, yeah. but it has to hold up to one of Shakespeare's greatest speeches, one, like famously one of the greatest motivational pre-war speeches. Yeah. Uh, that was historically time. used in World War II, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, speaking of Robert Pattinson going about, oh, the balls you have to come to, to France. Yeah. Uh, oh, the balls the writers of this movie have to try and live up to the same yeah. Christmas Day speech, uh, which, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. And the balls to call out, you expected a speech here. And yeah. He says that. He's like, you expected a speech. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember much about the speech. I don't remember. He's talking about, it's like, fine. fight for the space in between. It was okay. Yeah. I just remember watching that moment, and it it's just because I had just seen the same Christmas yeah. Day speech the day before. I was like, this is kind of falling flat for me. Yeah. No, like, you, you can't, it's like, you can't. I mean, for that that version is the like that you saw was yeah. for me the definitive version. I've seen, I've I've watched the Brana version, I've watched the Olivier version, 
and I've watched a couple of others. Yeah. And like for me, they all like really kind of pale in comparison to to Hilson, really. And I also look. I I like Timothy Chalamet. This is not yeah uh, kind of the role I'm used to seeing him in. Um, I haven't seen him in that much. I've seen Call Me by Your Name, which he's yeah. great in. Yeah. I love that movie. He's in Lady Bird for a little bit. That's pretty much, I think, all I've seen him in. Very different movies from yeah. The King. Um, and I, I also like, and I like his performance throughout The King. But that was the mo- that particular moment watching that, I was like, oh, like Hiddleston makes slightly more sense. Makes you know, because like Timothy Chalamet, kind of like famously, kind of like small looking guy. Yeah, he pl- like very thin. Yeah, uh, and, and like you know, uh, Hiddleston's pretty like. You know, kind of thin too, but yeah. like I feel like he almost just, especially in that moment, I was like, oh, there are moments where Chalamet has power and feels powerful, but in that moment, I was just thinking, man, Hiddleston, uh, yeah, Hiddleston was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, but like, I mean, for me, Chalamet, he played like he played like an emo king. Yeah, right. Uh, and there are times where I like, like I don't always like. You I know, did, I did dislike that choice, but also it makes the speech less effective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked it for most of the movie yeah. and that one moment in part because I have the baggage of having just watched yeah, of course, yeah. Tom Hiddleston do the St. Christmas Day speeches. I was just like, oh, which I think they, I feel like they tried not to linger on it too much because yeah, yeah. of that. Because they know. I think like, they how know. Can you, yeah. yeah. Like, how can you surpass that? Yeah. I think they knew they couldn't do the St. Christmas Day speech because that would be, I know I just said they could, that could have been a choice they made, mm-hmm. but I think it would have been a bad choice. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, like there was no good choice for that scene, right? Yeah, uh, I think they made the best they could of it. Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and w- yeah. And the, one of the things I missed from from the king, which I enjoyed, in you know, obviously it's not necessary and probably would make taken too long. So I see why they didn't do it. But I, you know, the next herald, the exchange between the messenger, the herald of the French, and yeah. and Henry, but right before the battle, he's like, "Good God, why must they mock poor fellows thus?" You know. It's like um, our gayness and our guilt are all besmirched by painful marching in the rainy field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and no doubt many of our, you know, he's basically like resigned that they're probably going to die. Yeah. But I'm going to go out fucking proud, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to, it's like, I was like, fuck your ransom. I'm going out proud. Don't come back. Uh, yeah. And that's the part where he's like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk to you again. And yeah, then they yeah, talk again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but which is a cool moment too, because like uh, Anton Lesser, Exeter, Ky- you know, Kyburn, he's like, yeah. he looks up, he's like, he, you know, he gives that great acting moment. He's like, Sloy looks up, looks at him. He's like, the French Herald's back. His eyes are less proud than they were. Anton Lesser is really fun in, yeah. in that. Yeah. Uh, I really, I, I like him in the Holocron. Uh, yeah. There is one moment in the Holocron that's right around this yeah. part we're talking about where uh, the line reading just felt so weird to me. And so it's like... Uh, suddenly Hiddleston's looking around and, and he's like, oh, we've won the battle. But then you like see like Frenchmen on horsemen oh, and he says something yeah. along the lines of like, oh, I was not angry at France until this very instant. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he says it in such like a weird flat way. Have you ever seen that video of Kevin Sorbo playing Hercules? No, where, but I know, I know what you're talking about as far as the flatness. Cause it's very like, it's, it's almost like. It's like bad, trying too hard, bad acting. Like yeah, acting. yeah. It, it just like feels like he's just sort of like narrating his feelings, which specifically. So the thing I was gonna say, yeah. uh, the comparison I was gonna make is yeah, there's Sorbo, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Sorbo is Hercules, and he's like, he, in in the script, it says like, you know, this is his dialogue, and it says in parentheses because that's how it's supposed to inform the line reading. It says disappointed, 
And in the line reading, he just goes, Disappointed! <laughs> and that's how that scene felt. Yeah, yeah. Is it just sort of felt like, oh, you're saying... The, you're, you're saying, yeah. you're feeling, yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the limitations of Shakespeare's text. Is because he doesn't he doesn't give much direction, he so he has to... He put, doesn't do the parenthetical thing of saying disappointed. Yeah, yeah. That just wasn't, for whatever reason, that wasn't the thing yeah. that they did back then, so he has to say that. And I feel like, you know... Which I think is what makes Shakespeare interesting sometimes, because yeah. it leaves room for interpretation. Yeah. But it just felt weird in that moment. Yeah, they could have cut that line, right? Yeah, it's or like, something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it was like a bad line. It just felt yeah. weird. It, it very much immediately, I thought of that Hercules thing. Yeah. Uh, I was not angry until this instant. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, uh, It just feels like so many words for his level of anger. Yeah. Like, it feels like a, a moment where, in real life, the person would have been like, Ah! Fuck you! Right. Like, right. like you can't even, like, say your words. And, of course, it's Shakespeare, where, you know, the words are going to yeah. be long and flowery, but so still. It should have been, yeah, well, actually, in that case, it probably, you know, it, would, it should have been more heightened language, right? Like, something yeah. about Mars or Jupiter or something like that. It right? just, like, felt... In yeah. between, it just felt I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah, like that. I know, I know what you're talking about. That line, I didn't. Yeah, it was kind of awkward. Yeah, and that's when he's yeah. Also, I, I didn't like hate it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I just thought it was weird and worth mentioning. Yeah, and that's in that in that movie. That's when he gives the order to execute the prisoners. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Uh, and I believe he gives the order in the king right when he gets the head of the English boy. He That's tries. He, he wants to the first time. Okay, but he doesn't in the king, because Falstaff talks him out of it. Right, and which, Falstaff's not there. Yeah, to that's be the, the angel on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's then yeah. Um, and then when Falstaff dies, that's when he's like, "Let's kill these people." Yeah, because right. he's like, "Yeah, he's like, well, you know, fuck these people, right?" It's yeah, it's like it, it's very much you know the tragedy of like he lost his good advisor, his you know his you know, like you said angel on his shoulder, his friend. And all in that, in that instant, he's like, "Fuck this!" You know, he, he gives into his dark tendencies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool. Like a lot of this movie for me, one of one of the notes I remember writing when I was watching it was, uh, "This kind of feels like a superhero origin film," yeah. even though it's like all the major things from his life. Yeah, sure, uh, it yeah. still like almost feels like, "Oh, this is how he became the anti, the great anti-hero, right. Henry V." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know his his father figure died, which was Falstaff. Yeah, uh, and that was yeah. his dark turn. Yeah, formation of his identity type thing. Yeah, yeah. It very there. There were parts of this movie where I was like, "This feels like Batman Begins, but for historical person for a historical yeah. person." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then we're on to finally the um, the marriage. Uh, yeah. Are we gonna go ahead and skip the fight with Dalfin? Oh shit! Oh no! Yeah, we, we can't oh skip. We cannot skip that. We cannot. We skip, cannot skip oh, that. Thank you for reminding oh, me. We can't skip that. We that cannot. was. Oh, what a oh, great panel! Oh my god! Yeah, because oh. obviously the guy rides up to to. Okay, this is before. This is actually before the um the prisoner thing. Actually, yeah, they're still fighting. So Dauphin rides up to Henry. Yeah, and you know everybody stops for a while. And there's some hor- there's some like trumpets blown. So you know everybody pays, pays attention, and it's clear that he knows he's like losing. So he's trying to let to, to save it by. Going to single combat instead, and this guy feels, you know, he's he's Dauphin. As we've mentioned, he's like this guy is the reason to watch this movie. Yeah, he's he feels menacing. He yeah. feels like the big bad. Yeah, and you're about to watch this fucking badass duel between this guy. Great, like, he's he's got great armor. Yeah, he's yeah. got he looks majestic as hell. Like yeah, 
Timothy Chalamet is a sniveling little kid next to this guy. Yeah. Um, he's he's the little emo prince, which I mean, Tafon kind of looks a little emo too. Sure. Uh, but in a different way, but, in a but, kind but, of more badass, grand, flamboyant. Yeah. Way. And then when he puts on his armor, you know, like you know, emo no more. No, yeah. no, he looks. He just looks intimidating. Yeah. He's so much taller, and it's a muddy batty battlefield. Yep. And he just immediately, he immediately slips and falls. First step. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, let's get, oh, 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 oh my god, yeah. I love, I love how he just looks down, he's like, this isn't even worth my time. Yeah. And he just like, motions to yes. his people, and just a crowd of them go around yeah. Dauphin, yeah. and just fucking yeah. stab him to death. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> what a great, I love sloppy, like, uh, have you ever seen uh, Rashomon? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have I? I probably talked, talked about the climactic thing. Yeah, yeah. How the, the, the that fight field. scene. Yeah. That's just like a slop. Like, it's it's in the end. It's just this sloppy fight scene. It's like yeah. one of my favorite scenes from any movie ever. Yeah. And this reminded me a little of that because like it's a moment that's built up to be an epic battle, yeah. an epic duel, and then just immediately slips and falls. Immediately slips and falls, and it doesn't feel like. I don't know. It doesn't feel cheap in any way. Yeah. It just feels like, oh, of course that's of what course. happens. Of course, yes. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. course. And it's just like, it's great because Dauphin, as we've mentioned, is an arrogant guy. Yep. And so it's kind of great because up to this point, we even though he technically lost the, the battle uh, and he's losing yeah, in he's general, gonna, gonna losing we still haven't really seen any any chink in his armor. We haven't seen any yeah. weakness in him. He his arrogance still feels earned yeah. and then he slips and falls. Yep. It's yep. oh it's so good. It's so good. What a Oh my god. What a great choice. That happened and I just oh my god. Yeah. I was, was smiling from here. That was a fantastic ear. choice. Oh like, it was both like it was dramatic and it was great and it was also just kind of a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was a serious moment, but it was just a good joke. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I think that that particular... Uh, him dying, I think, is a historical, just FYI. Yeah? Because I think... I'm not completely sure, because I, I don't... I don't. I haven't, like, looked up the names to be completely sure, but I think in... in, um, in during Henry VI's reign, when, when the French... Find, Joan of Arc and all that stuff, when they eject the English from France... Mm-hmm. Spoilers for history, you know? How dare you? When, How... Dare you? I haven't gotten to that part of the Hundred yeah. Years' War yet. Yeah. Okay, but when they eject the English from France, uh-huh. um, I think that's that's supposed to be the same character. Mm. I think Dauphin comes back as the Rebel King, yeah, or something like that. I'm not completely sure, so don't. He me doesn't. That. He doesn't die in in Hall of Crown. No, he no. doesn't. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think so. Uh, but I mean that that's just clearly showing how in the Hall of Crown comparatively very forgettable character yeah. after watching Robert Pattinson play. Him. Yeah, yeah. I am I think I'm a full on Robert Pattinson fan now. Oh, after God, that's so good. between that's this so movie good. and the Lighthouse. Yeah. Uh he's Lighthouse is great. Yeah. Willem Dafoe steals the show in that movie, yeah. but it's just the two of them for the most part. Yeah. And they're both amazing. Yeah. Uh and they're just playing old sea folk. <laughs> they're playing old old wickers. Wickers. Uh wikis. 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 Yeah. Uh so let's see, um, man. I was like, what about Dauphin? Oh, there's oh yeah, the scene. Um, I think there's scene in uh, in Hollow Crown where the French are like they know they're losing and they just throw themselves yeah. at the battle. It's more. I think it's more embarrassing in Shakespeare. Yeah. Because it's like they they just like the the line. You know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I think it's more embarrassing. And 
like the, the line makes more sense where he's where the one of the guys says um to the throng to the throng uh let life be short or all shame will be too long that that like resonates more in the in the full text because they're just like a lot more shamed and a lot more like you know embarrassed about it <laughs> i love the scene in the hollow crown when you finally like they've got the arbitrator the i guess it's the whole the emperor's there burgundy that's burgundy burgundy um the guy who's played by uh, Richard Griffiths, I believe. I don't know the actor, but I just know that's okay. supposed to be the Duke of Burgundy. Uh, the guy who's in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... The, the French king and, and Prince Henry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's just like, there's kind of just something fun in that scene and just like how defeated France is. Yeah. Uh, Richard Griffiths, the guy who played that role, I think he passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, he played Uncle Vernon. Uh, in the Harry Potter movies, okay. I don't know them oh, okay. that, that well. So, all right, yeah. he's um, he raised he's a Muggle. He raised Harry Potter. Um, yeah, but he was a dick. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I saw. So I, I I didn't see the movie. I know that character because I at least listened that far into the audiobook. Yeah, if yeah. you've. He's like one of the first characters. You yeah, yeah, up in the yeah, books. yeah, yeah. So I know that. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, the, I, I know the character. I don't know the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's played by Richard Griffiths, yeah. who plays. Uh, yeah, the arbitrator in uh, yeah. this movie. Yeah, um, I really like. Um, I really like like everything on from there. Um, yeah, the, the uh, his scene where he's talking to his soon to be wife. Yeah, the little meat cute. <laughs> I yeah. I think that's like some of his best. Act- like other than the Saint Crispin's Day speech, yeah. maybe his best acting yeah. in the movie. Yeah, because he feels it's the thing that when you're watching that uh, thing of uh, Macbeth and mm. we're watching what's his face Macduff Macduff and yeah. he's. And it just, like, feels like the words he's saying feel so natural out of his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Hiddleston was talking to Catherine as as Hal, uh, the way he was talking, especially with the baggage of having seen him play Loki uh, for a decade now, um, it just, like, felt so natural coming out of his voice and just, like, felt like like when he's flirting with somebody, when he's... um, you know, trying to appeal to them on that level. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It really works coming out of Hiddleston. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, that worked for me. Yeah. It was well, great. Yeah. Every, every scene with Catherine, I think worked for me. Yeah. The, um, um, yeah. That's, it was a really, yeah, that's a, that's a kind of an adorable scene. Cause he's like, you know, he, he's this great warrior, but then he's like completely out of his element. According to him, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know if historically he would be because he kings and queens, but but in Shakespeare he's completely out. Of, he says that he's completely out of his element. Yeah, I mean it's that weird thing in Shakespeare and in you know just royal marriages yeah. and the way that all works, where it is their first time really they're ever meeting. Yeah, but he's also like, oh, I I'm totally in love with you. Yeah, um, yeah, and also yeah, there's like I mean there's the line that he like he's like he thinks he's really ugly because it's like I've I, I I've been a warrior all my life type yeah. of thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, I like the way he delivers it, he like he believes that in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, he actually believes that in the moment. Despite the fact that, you know, Hiddleston is actually, you know, like pretty good looking, you know? No, yeah. Yeah. Uh so but yeah, and I moment, feel like I feel like in the hologram, uh the hologram because like Hiddleston has, I feel like, a big following of people who have crushes on him. Yeah. Uh I don't see that as much in the Marvel movies, but in Hologram, I get it. Yeah, you get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. And then um uh the line I remember from that is like the um oh yeah, it's like nice customs curtsy to great kings. Mm-hmm. It's a great line. Yeah. And that's like that's like th- that's you know him finally asserting his confidence a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't know why I, I remember that line. It's so for me it's like yeah. 
Yeah, it's a really great line. Nice. And then now in the King, uh, the King, uh, <laughs> yeah. Lily Rose Depp, yeah. I think her yeah. name is Johnny yeah. Depp's. Honestly, this is the part because I was watching this about two thirty last night. Yeah, uh, this morning. Uh, so this is like I was I yeah, was fading. Yeah. Uh, so my memory isn't so great, and it didn't strike me that much. But I remember it being very different, and I remember her feeling a lot harsher. Oh, he chews him out for basically like, I mean. Uh, so basically, he, that's when he get, that she gives him the idea that the um, that the Sean Harris character betrayed him. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because that was in between. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh. she's basically chews him out. He's like, she's I like, yeah, we did nothing to you guys. Yeah. Why did you come and invade us? Yeah. It's like my I know my father. He may be crazy, but he uh, you know that's how I know he speaks the truth because he he doesn't even know how to lie because he's so fucking crazy. Yeah. And he would never send an assassin. You know that that type of thing. Yeah, and yeah. so he's like, hmm. Oh, and there's a great line where it's like, where it's like, this monarchy. He was like, this monarchy is illegitimate. He's and she's like, all monarchy is illegitimate. And that was very, that was a very 2019 line. Yeah. Oh no, like when she came in, it very much felt like they really. I feel like that's the character. That's one of the characters that definitely changed a lot more from the Shakespeare yeah. play, where they were like, we're. I mean, makes sense. Uh, not many female characters abound. You want to use the like. Yeah. Once the same thing with his sister, uh, uh, when she showed up, yep. where it's they're kind of the people who are talking sense, yeah, um, uh, and that's what they did with with Depp, yeah, is they made her sort of talk sense to him and just be like, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, monarchies are dumb, yeah. <laughs> that was like that was like I was like that's such a twenty nineteen line, yeah. And Divine like, right I, isn't real, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like I I enjoyed it for that, but I. It, it, it's definitely in a, probably anachronistic, especially yeah, from yeah. a member of a royal family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still I loved it because I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It just kind of showed that like it kind of feels like that character seen some shit. Yeah, uh, and it feels like I mean, you know what? Her brother was fucking Robert Pattinson. Of yeah. course, she's seen some shit. Yeah. That guy definitely killed little animals as a kid. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, like she very much felt like that character's sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but then he goes because like Sean Harris throughout the movie, uh, not really a he, character, not a character in in Shakespeare as far as I know. Right, not not that no he no I I, th- I thought he was supposed to be Exeter, but he's it's not. It's actually yeah he's it's just, William G something. Yeah. He's just a guy yeah. for the most part. Like I I kept forgetting his name. It's like uh, William Gasquonk some Gask something. What do I know Sean Harris from? I I know him from um the Borges, but. Okay. Now, but like, yeah. All right, because the entire movie, I was like, I recognize this guy. Yeah. And I looked at his IMDb, and I can't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, especially because he has like a weird kind of low raspy voice. Yeah. Uh, that just like I don't know. It's very specific. Like, was he in Game of Thrones? When he feels like he was, but he it wasn't. Feels like feels like he was. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. It feels like he would be in some, like the Borgias, yeah, uh, which he was. He's yeah, but I've never seen it, so yeah. I, that's that can't be my. Yeah. I don't know, but so throughout the King, he he's, I really like him. He's, uh, he's he, he plays a very meek advisor character. Yeah, he he kind of plays, but he also honestly like it didn't feel like that big a twist when it turned out he was sort yeah. of manipulating Henry yeah. the whole time because he was very much. It felt like it kind of just felt like he was the entire movie. It felt yeah. like. Uh, he was the catalyst for so many things is that he yeah. would just go to Henry and be like, hey, look, and he'd say it in a way that you could tell he was appealing to to Henry's nature. Where yeah. He was just like, hey, uh, especially when the first time he confronts him is he, he wakes him up in his bed and he's like, hey, 
you're king now. Um, and, and Hal's like, I don't want to be king. This is not for me. And then he's like, well, you could be a different kind of king. It's clearly he knows he knows exactly the right words to say to yeah. manipulate yes. um, Henry. And, like, it's fun to watch him the entire movie. Uh, and he's also, like, like I mentioned, he whenever he's in his, like, official robes, he always has, like, his arms at a weird angle. Yeah, and he's, like, yeah. holding himself weirdly. Yeah. And he looks a little feeble. Yes. Uh, yes and yes. meek and... I don't know. It's great, especially because his voice is a little quiet. Yeah, he very much feels like voice. Yeah, yeah, he kind of feels a little devilish. I mean, because he's putting on this charade the entire time. Yes. Oh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Is like I know I said I was fading at that point, and I was. Yeah. But I also knew that was coming the entire time. Mm -hmm. That eventually he would yell about this fucking charade. Yeah. Because that is a little bit of a meme. On certain sections of Twitter. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, specifically, I think just I don't know the sections of Twitter who have seen this movie, which I don't think this is a movie that everyone has necessarily seen. Yeah. But um, a lot of people that I follow have seen it because I follow a lot of yeah. like film critics. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, um, uh, I don't know. It's it's very fun. It's a little bit reminiscent yeah. of of. Uh, there's something in the way he screams about, like, stop this fucking charade that just for a split second reminds me of the end of There Will Be Blood uh, oh, with uh, Daniel yeah. Plainview. With yeah, yeah. Daniel Plainview and, and, and Eli yelling at each other. Yep, yep. Uh, dude, you know, like, stop bullying me, uh, Daniel. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, like, I, I just love Timothy's performance in that moment yeah. where he's just like... Stop the charade. Stop the fucking charade! Yeah, uh, you know, he, he fucking, like, loses his shit. Uh, what does he do to William again? Kills him right there. Kills him right there. Stabs just him fucking in the, stabs in him the in the, the head. head. Yeah. Yeah. That felt so sudden. It's so sudden, but it was so quiet, too. It was. It was just like, fuck you. It was just like, I'm the fucking king. I can just murder you now. Yeah. yeah. And it, especially because the entire movie, he was like, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't yeah. want to. And he just so casually kills this guy. Yeah. Which is very much once again superhero origin movie, yep. uh, or not, or super villain, arguably Are anti hero. Yeah, yeah. Point anti-hero, is, yeah. the whole movie is him becoming the king, yep. becoming a decisive individual, yep. and he becomes decisive in that moment where he's yep. just like, All right, I don't, here. I'm done with you. I'd be, you're dead. Now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and all the, to the point of like um, the the. The guy saying it's anti-French, it's like at that point, right? Like, yeah. those, I mean, he. It sounds like he missed those last those last two scenes with the with the daughter with the, with the yeah, where and, they were like, no, the French did nothing. The English yeah attacked them unprovoked yeah, and they feel bad enough yeah. Uh, yeah yeah yep. Was this okay? Historical um, context. Where in the Hundred Years' War was this? Is this the beginning of the Hundred Years' War? It's the, is this middle, the middle, middle, later? Late, middle okay. to late, middle to late. Because after this is, like I said, the, the Joan of yeah, Arc. Yeah, Joan of Arc is obviously later on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they, they, you know, they, they have control of a lot of France for a while. Spoilers, Henry dies suddenly of disease. In 1322. Yeah. As a 34-year-old man. Something like that, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, then his son has to become king at yeah. a very young... I think it was like nine months old or something like that. And... I mean, the whole, the resolution, the end of both Henry V yeah. and um, the king, it, it, the, the the thing they win, other than just Catherine as a bride, is also that when the current king of France dies, yeah, yeah. king 
uh, King Henry is supposed to inherit France. Yeah, he's got uh, right. in the fact that he dies before, like a few months before the King of France, uh, in and just leaves a baby as an heir, kind of throws that into flux. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a great. I mean, I mean, you probably remember the, the chorus line at the end is like, it's like um, young Henry the Sixth is taking over as king, and then it's like a. This is like it's like a trailer for for the the, the other plays for Hollow Crown season two. Yeah, it's basically like a trailer yeah, and for, so for he, Henry the Sixth yeah. and then Richard the Third. Yeah, Richard the Third, yeah. which is good. So, um, but he's he's like you know um, gave his kingdoms to many people, so many of them managing that uh, they lost France and made his England bleed. Yeah, it's like interesting because I didn't I don't I didn't know any of this yeah. until watching these. So it's interesting that. It was this close to England was would have ruled France, which I yeah. don't think like really ever happened. But that if, if almost Henry, happened. If Henry V didn't die, who knows what the fuck would happen? Yeah, yeah. At, at, at that like, moment. what? Imagine if Henry V had lived for another like fifteen years. Yeah, or like yeah, thirty, forty, whatever. Yeah, yeah. and actually, because he died so young. Yeah, uh, we could live in a world where England and France are the same country. I yeah, don't know. We could, yeah. Um, I don't know. Obviously, they fought tons of times over the years, and yep. and there, I mean, William the Conqueror. There are times where um, they've sort of been one kingdom or whatever. Yep. Uh, I mean, so much of the English language is determined by the fact that William the Conqueror came over mm-hmm. from France and conquered England, and they learned so much French. Yeah. Uh, and that's informed our language so much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mostly know William the Conqueror through this like English. Uh, I, I took this history of an eight, the English language class in college, yeah. and weirdly, that's how I know most like most of the reason I know William the Conqueror. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like I knew who he was before that. I knew, yeah. But like for whatever reason, that's informed most of. So it's all based around linguistics. Yeah. Um, so that's we we're like a minute, an hour thirty in, so we should just wrap up. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's, that's pretty um, good, yeah. How would you? How many uh, tennis balls would you give this movie? <laughs> Uh, out of the king, yeah, for the king. Oh I'd yeah, say, the king. I think four. I think four out of five, and I think Hollow Crown. I, at the time I watched it originally, I, I would have given it five out of five. But looking back, probably four and a half. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I enjoyed the king more. Yeah. Like I would probably rewatch the king sooner, but that's in part just because Shakespeare's hard to watch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I like Shakespeare, but yeah. it's hard to watch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I don't know. I gave, I guess I'll give, uh, I'll give the king three and a half. Like you did on, yeah. Like I did on Letterboxd. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like it depends on my, like I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it's, I don't know. It was great. Uh, give the crown, I'll give the hollow crown three. Okay. Tennis balls. Tennis balls. Three gunstones. Three guns. Yeah. What's a gunstone? Just like flint? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. It's probably well. It's probably also spherical. So it's probably yeah. it probably means cannonball. It probably means cannonball. Okay. I just assumed the whole sequence there was just metaphors for testicles. <laughs> I don't know. Especially just, after the way the king put it on, yeah, yeah. where it's very clear that yeah. Hall Dauphin wants to talk about his people's dick size and yeah, ball size. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh great. What oh, a scene. What a great. Oh. Oh my god. I. Uh. Look, if you're not going to watch The King, which, like, why not watch The King? Why not? Uh, if you haven't watched it already, at the very least, like, look up the Robert Pattinson scenes. Oh, they're so good. Just so good. They're do so yourself good. a favor. He's... And watch Peak Trebuchet. 
Yeah, watch the fucking tre- the peak trebuchet moments. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd say those are probably my two favorite parts yeah. of the movie, is the trebuchets and Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I agree. Uh, um, and of course the references, the, the couple of references, the, yeah. uh, the Falstaff being like, this, this makes for a better story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, uh, end it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, me as all, yeah. Well, yeah. For me, yeah. Zach, as always, we're doing stuff. Find us. Like and subscribe. Bye. Bye.